Another Locked On 49ers crossover, Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, Week 18, Niners with a lot to play for, the Cardinals not so much, biggest stories, key matchups, and predictions coming up right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker here of Locked On 49ers with Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals. Another Locked On Podcast Network crossover here. Week 18 edition of Talked A Lot with Alex Clancy this year. Uh, I'm excited to do it again here for the last time. Unfortunately, we're not going to get to see the Cardinals in the playoffs this year for for part three of this one uh, in the 2022-2023 season. I do want to thank everybody uh, for making Locked On 49ers and Locked On Cardinals your first listens every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode, Crossover Thursday, presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks, so much fun, and it's easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It is that easy. We love Prize Picks. We know you will too. First time users can receive a 100%. Instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. All right, Alex, uh, biggest stories is the first part of this thing. And I'm already de- detecting a little bit of saltiness from you uh, about the way this Cardinals, n- not even saltiness, more just frustration about what has gone on with the Cardinals this year and, and maybe even lingering issues from past years that have not been addressed and cleaned up by the Arizona Cardinals. How far off am I right now? You wouldn't ask that question. If you do, you were 100% spot on Brian Peacock. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's been tough. It's I'm not one to blame injuries ever. And I feel like both of you uh, ascribe, subscribe to that same, uh, you know, uh, uh, magazine subscription where it's like, unless your quarterback goes down and you don't have 38 quarterbacks in the best offensive line in football to, you know, boost up uh, Mr. Irrelevant, like the, like the Cardinals have had massive injuries, but that's not um, – really the reason why they are where they are. It's not the main reason why they are where they are. This started in the off season, uh, like clunkiness all the way through um, extensions that may, maybe shouldn't have been given uh, Kyler Murray uh, getting his extension as well. I'm not grouping that in with an extension that shouldn't have been given. And then, you know, my, my, the biggest, like the key here, the biggest storyline is we may have seen Deandre Hopkins play his last game as an Arizona Cardinal. And that's something wow. that, Shattered and like I don't know if that's true. That's speculative, but like my biggest fear going into this season was with DeAndre Hopkins off the, on the shelf for the first six weeks with a PED suspension. Hollywood Brown coming in, they traded a first and got a third in Hollywood Brown back in the draft. Was that we wouldn't see DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown play meaningful snaps together, which means we wouldn't be able to say lock it in for 2023, whatever the price is, because these two are special on the field together. Hollywood Brown gets hurt the week that DeAndre Hopkins is set to come back. They high five, they tag team like they're wrestling WCW in the early nineties. And then at that point, Kyler Murray's hurt when they come back. The first time they play together in a full game was with Colt McCoy against the 49ers in, in Mexico city. And then now we're looking at this, like, Oh, we have no idea what it would have looked like. So it gives Michael Bidwell an out to not pay both of them. Like I think they should. So the biggest storylines have already happened coming into this game. Now about this game, you're going to see J. 
James Conner didn't practice yesterday. So I don't know if they're going to put him on the shelf. I want to see James Conner play in this game because I want to remove every single brain cell that thinks that the Cardinals should draft Bijan Robinson with a top five pick. Even though he's a transcendent talent out of Texas, you can check out Eric Crocker locked on NFL draft. Who's probably talked glowingly about this transcendent running back that the Cardinals have not eaten their vegetables enough in recent draft to be able to draft a player like this. I want to see James Conner play so we can see he's a running back for the next couple of years, draft a defensive tackle and move the hell on into the, you know, the, the second and third round of the draft. That was long winded, but there are a lot of storylines that have happened that have brought us to this point. I'm not one to, it is weird because I think Bijan Robinson is worthy just in the sense of his ability to be a, a top 10, top 15 pick. But I still don't think the value of running back uh, just matches up well and is it as important to really turn around the Arizona Cardinals and what's going on. So uh, do you think it is this magic pill of, hey, let's go get this, you know, three down back out of Texas and that's going to change everything that's going on? Or do you think there's other things? And I, I, outside looking in, think some of it has to do with the guy who's leading the team, and that's Kyler Murray. I know he's hurt right now, but – even when he's in there, something feels off. Something doesn't feel right. We see the kind of back and forth between him and his head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, the way that this season has gone, can we directly point to Kyler Murray and how he handles himself, how he carries himself, the leader that he is or isn't? Or do you think it's a multitude of things? TBD. And it sucks that we're going into year five and it's still to be determined. Like, I am in the camp that Kyler Murray is going at this in open waters on his own without a life raft. Like, I think mm. he's teaching himself how to play football on an NFL level. And yes, he probably can be a little bit more demonstrative in a positive way. Yes, he's got some growing to do in the leadership, in the leadership you know, realm of this. But look at what happened in New York this year with Daniel Jones. Look at what happened with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. Kyler Murray is going, is fighting an uphill battle by himself, in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, and that's just another storyline, man, that we're dealing with that looking to the, you know, to Northern California is something that was much maligned from me on this podcast. Like they're overhyped for no reason. They're like, you know, they're like Notre Dame and, and the Cowboys and whatever. And then Kyle Shanahan has grown into being an elite head coach. He wasn't initially. I think you can, you, you can attest to that as well, especially when they won less than four games and then he made the Super Bowl the next year. He got better every year. And Cliff Kingsbury plateaued after 2020, and it was, you know, marred by this 7-0 start and 10-2 start last year that made him look a lot better than I think he is, not only as a head coach, but as a mentor for Kyler Murray. No, I think you nailed it. Yeah, and, and Kyle Shanahan definitely had some growing pains, and and so did John Lynch when they came in together, both yeah. first time on the job in those positions. They made some mistakes, they got better, and and they built themselves a, a pretty nasty powerhouse team where you could plug in a seventh-round quarterback that looks as good as Brock Purdy does right now. Uh, it's pretty phenomenal what, what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have done, and they're going to be on the, the tops of lists for coach and executive of the year for the reason. And, and I think that's what you have to point to with the Arizona Cardinals, right, is uh, even beyond Kyler Murray, it's, it's, it's above that. It's the decision makers, it's the head coach, and it's probably the right time to tear it all down. There's going to be more growing pains next year with the, the Kyler Murray injury and how long that goes into the season. Um, but you've got to build – I think you got to build a better foundation with the Cardinals. I, th I think that's just the, the the clearest thing, and you're not going to bring in a running back and and move the needle at all organizationally with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, look sure. at what the 49ers have done. I mean, look at what you got. Look at what they've done. 
I mean, Javon Kinlaw maybe wasn't the best move by John Lynch trading trading away to Forrest Buckner, but I mean, Nick Bosa too. You could have picked Nick Bosa or Quinn Williams, and both would have worked out. Nick Bosa is obviously the leader in the clubhouse right now because he's, you know, when he's on the field, he's a, he's more of an impact maker off the off the edge. But like, build the lines. It's what the Cardinals haven't done, and this is something that they're reaping what they've sowed at this point. And we're looking in Week 18 with them winning less than five games. It's like you can kind of be predictive. Now, now I've talked this whole time. Biggest storylines for you getting in here. I mean, you're the 49ers are in a position to have an outside chance to get the number one overall seed, correct? If if the pins fall correctly. Mm-hmm. What it, who is Brock Purdy and why is this happening? <laughs> yeah. So for those that don't know, it's it's simple for the 49ers to get the one seed. They win, Eagles lose. Mm. And, and they get the one seed. Uh, the Niners could still end up with one, two, or three in the NFC. And with the Cowboys and the Eagles, Eagles could go one, two, or five. Cowboys could go one, two, or five as well, still. But Brock Purdy, I don't know. What, like, what's the, I always go back to, I think it was after Brock Purdy's first start. It was against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And after the game, one of the reporters asked, I'm paraphrasing, what, what, what is happening right now? Why are you so good? <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't know. I just do what the coach tells me to do. And it was just like, you know, and Kyle Shanahan's over there just like, yes, finally got one of those. That's, you know, he's, he's, he's Jimmy Garoppolo. Like the way I describe to someone who's never seen Brock Purdy plays, like if you've seen Jimmy Garoppolo play, imagine if like how valuable, how good a quarterback would Jimmy Garoppolo be? If he's like, okay, you have Jimmy Garoppolo plus uh, takes a little bit, a couple more chances in and throws a better deep ball and makes some bigger plays, can get out of the pocket a little bit more and make some off, um, off schedule throws and, um, you know, off-platform throws and turns the ball over a little bit less. That's a pretty damn good quarterback. And that's well, all. He's Brock almost Purdy's 10 years today. younger also, isn't he? I mean, he was and five he's or six years younger. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he but just I mean, with me, Yeah, with me, with him, and I know we're going long here. Sorry, Ross. But, like, with this always happens. You should know this by now with 49ers and Cardinals. Is um, it, was, it was the double screen fake touchdown throw to George Kittle. Like that was, uh, was that against Seattle? Yes. That it was, it was, yeah. it was the, it was the dump off, right? Dump off, left fake George Kittle wide open in the middle of the end zone or right in the middle of the field. He is going to be a product of this system that is now so solidified that anybody could run it. And if that's not taking away from Brock Purdy, you still have to execute. You got the defense, got the run game, got the offensive line. All he needs to do is not make mistakes and they're going to flourish. He's going to have time. And that just showed, I mean, that play call it of itself. I just turned the game off. I'm like, I don't need to see anything else. But like that just showed me that like he's just a, a product and executing properly the system that's put in place for him to run. I, I did see a tweet right before we came on here. And on Twitter, her name is Sid the Catfish. And she kind of alluded to what you were saying there by saying, hey, like, you know, the whole notion that you can put any quarterback on this offense and they'll excel is tiring. Is that really true? Or is it just a, a way to downplay how well Brock Purdy's playing? And I did respond to that. And I said, it, it's, it's kind of a combination of both. It could be because both. when you watch yeah. it and a lot of uh, some of the explosive plays and things like that, it's like the guys are wide open. But we have seen guys open for other quarterbacks and maybe they don't see it and or maybe they missed the throw and i think uh more than any other quarterback that we've seen consistently play for the 49ers i think he's done a better job of being more consistent with making those throws and seeing them they're still here you know one here and there if you watch all 22 and don't know exactly what his reads are but for the most part when that person is open down the field 
he gets it to him. He doesn't have the biggest arm, but if a guy's open and you deliver it on time, you don't need the biggest arm for, for that. And I think he does a good job of really you start talking about, you know, Kyle Shanahan and his impact and faking left, faking right, throwing it to George Kittle uh, and some of the things he's asking him to do. Kyle has said it before, or one of his coaches, the, the, the quarterback doesn't make this system. The, the system makes the quarterback. So if you can just find a quarterback that the system can make and he can excel and then make a play here and there off script, you'll have a damn good quarterback. And I think that's what Brock Purdy's been doing. Absolutely. He's hitting the layups, but he's making a few plays too. And, and he's he's been impressive in that regard, being able to get out of the pocket and do more than I would have expected, which has been so fun. And to be honest with you, with now um, seeing more and more games and he still hasn't, you know, the, he still hasn't turned into that pumpkin, which was like after the first game, you're like, oh, maybe let's see what happens with Brock Purdy. Um, he, he's he's playing some of the best ball. Really, he's, he's played the best quarterback that Kyle Shanahan's had in five years, a rookie seventh round pick. So um, the, the last two first halves weren't great, but then he bounced back and I thought he had very strong second halves. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, the, the first half against the Buccaneers was the best half of quarterback play that Kyle Shanahan's had it with the 49ers. To me, period. So he's doing some things on his own, but he's taking the layups too. And that's the, the passing offense is better. Yeah, I would oh, say really? like just the eye they're test. Throw, and, and I don't think there's throwing, a lot of they're leaning on him too. They're throwing a lot. They're not, yeah. Yeah. they're not, they're not shying away from the quarterback and leaning on the run. They're actually letting him play, which is, which is a testament to how the, how much confidence he has in himself, how confident he plays and how confident Kyle Shanahan is in Brock Purdy too. I don't think that you've seen anything that says like, wow, that was a special, that was a special throw. Right. So you're not quite getting that. I think underneath there have been some like, you know, line of scrimmage to about, you know, eight yards where he might drop the, arm down sidearm you know a throw yeah, out there you kind of yeah you, you kind of seen that but as far as like wow did you see that throw you, you don't see that but he hasn't had to be that guy and i don't think he is that guy so just keep doing what you're doing that has gotten to the point where you're completing like 70 percent of your passes and you're still being able to throw the ball downfield and do those things and rarely turn the ball over he has had some turnover worthy throws he had a pick six against the team the ball it got called back for holding away uh he did have a ball that hit a guy in the chest at safety against, I think it was the Seahawks, Diggs. Diggs never drops those. He dropped it. So there have been some of those, but uh, for the most part, there have been a lot more good than bad. A lot. Right, Alex's camera went out because he was tired of uh, hearing us talk glowingly <laughs> about Brock Purdy and what it looked like in week 18. Uh, of course, that's one of the key matchups is how the Arizona Cardinals defense defends that 49ers pass game. We'll talk about some more key matchups coming up in this game and make some predictions as well for week 18 next. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting, information, stats, news, and analysis. Make sure you get yourself informed before you make those bets at BetOnline, and you can do both there. A couple of touchdowns the 49ers are favored against the David Blau-led Arizona Cardinals. More on David Blau's uh, skill set in a moment, but you can get the latest odds every single week of the NFL season, including playoffs and Super Bowl and tons of props as well. Draft props starting to pop up as well at bet online trends for every professional and amateur league out there from NFL football to college football and bowl season, college basketball, NBA, uh, esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which I know you do, you can find those at bet online, always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information, head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at bet online, where the game starts starts. 
Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers and Locked On Cardinals your first listens every day. Subscribe up to Locked On NFL featuring one Alex Clancy and also the Peacock and Williamson show is on the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed up there to the Locked On NFL channel for all the biggest NFL stories, in-depth analysis on the biggest games, NFL key predictions every Friday and Monday. Local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's official, right? David Blau starting against the 49ers in week 18 outs. Yep. What's the scouting report there? I he actually, so this is what happens. This is what part of the Brock Birdie conversation. We've seen it with the 49ers, and it was Nick Mullins. And this is prolonged now. We saw Nick Mullins a couple games like, oh, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan. You don't need Jimmy G. Don't need Jimmy G. You see the stats on the round. It's like Joe Montana, Steve Young, Nick Mullins, best quarterbacks over this many games in, 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 49ers history and NFL history. No, NFL history. It, it NFL was like, there's only been three quarterbacks. There's only been three quarterbacks that throw for more yards than Nick Mullins in their first 16 starts. Right. In the entire NFL history. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But then you see, okay, it was like he's not a guy guy. He's you know he's a backup quarterback. But right. Brock Purdy, we haven't seen that yet. Uh, David Blau, I think had a, a decent game when he was starting in place of Matthew Stafford with the Lions a couple years ago, and I remember, but he came down to earth real quick. What are we talking about with David Blau and the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, that was on Thanksgiving. It was a backup bowl against Chicago. I can't remember who was the quarterback for Chicago, but he was, I think he threw for 280 and two touchdowns. He's a capable guy. Like he's a he's a poor man's Josh McCown, I guess. You know, he's a guy that like he's not Nathan Peterman. Okay. So he's not the Nathan Peterman level of backup. Poor Nathan Peterman, man. He comes in, throws five interceptions in like his first game, and he is the most garbage quarterback of all time now. Yeah, but he's had a job ever since. That's true. He started the game this. He's starting this weekend for the Bears, oh, I believe. Yeah, oh I think oh, he's starting for the Bears, and the Bears are going to sit Justin Fields because they don't want to get him hurt for next year, and they're trying to tank for that number one overall pick. I think I just saw that. Which yeah, is, uh, um, yeah. And you he know, can't throw. He just threw for like thirty yards in the game. <laughs> yeah, basically um, running back. You know, plays quarterback yeah. right now. I don't know. Like, I'm surprised that they're not starting Trace McSorley. Like, Trace McSorley looked – he looked like a good NFL quarterback until you saw where the ball landed when he threw it. You know, like a guy that has great form from three and is just – I mean, his – you know, the aim is off and the aim's never been there. That's why Trace McSorley's a backup. But he kind of plays the part. He'd be a great movie quarterback, you know, like an actor, where it's like he's got all the, all the mechanisms down. David Blau, he's – He's, they're going to throw short passes. They're going to run the ball, and that's going to be it. You know, there's going to be no DeAndre Hopkins, um, and it's going to be the David Blau to Greg Dortch, David Blau to Hollywood Brown. Um, again, James Conner didn't practice on Wednesday, so it may be the Corey Clement show. Like, this is a muck box game for the Cardinals when it comes to roster. And uh, David Blau, it's he, he's a serviceable guy that isn't going to throw four pick sixes. He's not going to throw five interceptions. He's probably going to throw, you know, 20 for 30 for 189 and a touchdown and an interception. Like, that's probably the line that you're going to see because they're going to run the ball. And I'm curious to see what the game plan is going to look like if this is uh, a team that wants to end on a hot end on a, you know, on a high note, even though they're playing a, a Super Bowl contender or if they're just going to whimper with their tail between their legs into the offseason. I, I don't know. I feel like it, this is a big Greg Dorch game. Yeah. Yeah, he's a guy, like, it's crazy. And I know that, so Rondell Moore was supposed to be the guy. And Rondell Moore this year was the guy. I'm sure, Croc, that you were high on him two years ago, except for the injuries, because he was all world his freshman year, and then he was hurt the next two seasons. 
came in. I compare Rondo more in space to Lamar Jackson, where it's like, it's like watching, it's like going to Disneyland as a kid, watching Lamar Jackson in space. It's like going to Disneyland as a kid, watching Rondo Moore in space. And Greg Dorch, if you ask who you'd rather give a five-year contract to right now, I'm saying Greg Dorch because he'll play. And when he gets the opportunity and he gets and he gets the targets, the dudes perform and he just came out of nowhere. So yeah, I mean, he should be on the roster next year. They should extend him. He should be the wide receiver four and he should be the wide receiver two light when Rondo Moore gets hurt, which he inevitably will. So yeah, I mean, that, that's a good, I mean, that's, Nail on the head with that. Croc, how's this Niners defense going to match up with the blowtorch, the Blau-Dorch combination there? <laughs> uh, I mean, if if last game against the Raiders was any indication of how they'll play against a backup quarterback, you, you're probably not as optimistic. But uh, we saw that the Raiders backup reserve quarterback played out of his mind. Can another quarterback do that? Blau, I, we'll, we'll see. Right, I, I am now not gonna make any jokes and jinx the 49ers defense. They didn't play very well, and if the Raiders, or excuse me, if the Cardinals want to throw the ball down the field, that over the last couple of games for 49ers versus Washington Commanders, and now the Raiders in the Commanders game, there were a couple throws that were converted, but then they called it back on the penalties. So, and then the last game against the Raiders, there were some I mean, weird things happened. There was a I don't know. I feel like Devontae Adams, the ball was on the ground. They, they said he wasn't. I don't know. They, re, they reviewed it. But um, when you look at some of where teams have been kind of successful against the 49ers, been on the outside, down the field, or getting Troy Palomalu Jr., <laughs> Talano Hufunga, to kind of bite and have bad eyes at times and kind of use that against his advantage because the same thing that makes him great and awesome, you see him flying in and making tackles and making plays and interceptions and big hits. That same aggressiveness can be worked against them to potentially have a big play for the offense. So uh, I think those are things that I'm looking to see. Can the 49ers kind of, you know, corral that in as they head into the playoffs? Because you want to be the best version of yourself, not the worst version uh, down the stretch. And right now, they're probably they, over the last couple of games, that might be the worst version outside of an amazing year by Nick Bosa. All right, we got to move along, make some predictions next year for Week 18, 49ers and Cardinals. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all that fat and calories? Then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. Everyone's got their New Year's resolutions. I started mine before the new year, and uh, it's going okay. It's going okay, but you know what always helps is uh, when you're reaching for the right thing. You know, you, you want that treat. You need that little something. Don't reach. Like, go get rid of the chips. Go get rid of all the things that are bad for you in your house. Replace that junk, that the, all the junk food in your junk drawer, wherever it is, in your purse, in your a glove box in your car at your desk at work, right? Get rid of all that stuff. So no, when you know you reach for something, you know, it's going to taste good. You know, it's going to satisfy you and you know, it's going to be good for you. And that's what built bars all about. It's healthy and healthy is actually tasty with built bars, built bars, what makes them so good? They're all covered in 100% real chocolate, by the way. A couple flavors if you're not a chocolate lover that you can that you can find that don't have. But, I mean, I love it. You, you don't feel like you're missing out because it's got that real – it's enveloped in that real dark 100% real chocolate. Love it so much. And crazy flavors. Like how do they make them low in fat, low in calorie? Churro, uh, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Only 130 calories in most built Bars. Only 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, of course, you can always buy built bars at built.com, but now you can 
find Built Bars at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head over to the nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And at Sam's Club, you can grab a 13-bar box of all the hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. Uh, you can thank me later for all of those. So make sure you check it all out, Walmart, Sam Clubs, and, of course, at Built.com. Okay, before I make my prediction, I just want to hear you lay it out, Alex. And I know they, 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 the, the wins have been few and far between for the Cardinals this year, but what's the, what was the path to victory in those games? And can you lay out something that would lead the Cardinals to victory against the 49ers in Week 18? I mean, no, okay. Croc, I want to get your prediction then. No, sorry. Here? Go ahead. Go ahead. What are we doing here? No, you know, it's the defense was not built to be the strength and anchor of this team. The offense has failed them this year. That could be Kyler Murray, could be Cliff Kingsbury, could be the injuries, whatever it is. The offense as an entity has not done their job, which made the defense look really bad at times. And what the Cardinals need to do on Sunday, all joking aside, to get a win because crazier things have happened in this with, with this this matchup. You know, I mean, it's this is I mean a fourteen point dog, and chances are it's not going to happen. But if the Cardinals want to win, they need to be on the field for thirty five minutes of the game, 35, 38 minutes, eat every second. That that hurry up ain't doing that. Eat every second of the play clock. And get first down, score touchdowns instead of kicking field goals. And, um, and and that's a recipe for success for any game. But they've got to add five or seven minutes of time of possession if they want to win this game to keep the 49ers offense off the field. Yeah, keep the ball moving. Take advantage of some turnovers, some untimely uh, things from the 49ers, right? The ball is all belong and it bounces funny. Is that the only key crock for the 49ers winning this game is roll out there and don't lose it, don't screw it up, don't fumble snaps, don't throw pick sixes? Yeah, but, you know, part of that is football, and those things right. do happen, and we've seen that happen. 49ers lost to the car, uh, excuse me, the Falcons earlier in the year. Well, what happened? You had uh, Jeff Wilson, who's no longer on the team, but fumbled, that re was returned back for a touchdown, and you kind of find yourself in the hole. Quarterback turns the ball over a couple times. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you're not only in the dogfight, you're down multiple scores to a team that you probably should, I don't want to say easily handle because it's the NFL, but you're, you're favored in that game, even on the road. And I think this game is similar as well. You know, there still is a guy on the other side by the name of J.J. Watt, and he can wreck shop at times. And obviously, he's not three times in a row defensive player of the year, J.J. Watt, but he's still somebody who can make impactful plays. I just saw it recently. So don't let a guy like that get in his groove. This is the last game of his career. Who wants to go out with an L? So if there's anybody that wants to win, it's him. You can't let him wreck the game uh, and kind of fl fluster this young quarterback. And you talked earlier about him, you know, uh, Brock Purdy not turning into a pumpkin. Well, you definitely don't want him to turn into a pumpkin in this game and do some of the things he did against the Raiders. Throw a ball, downfield in the uh, double coverage, interception. Uh, throw, miss, you know, guys down the field, uh, you know, overthrowing guys like Juwan Jennings and, and some of those what we call layup miss or, or throws that we've seen him accustomed to, to making, miss those throws. And then all of a sudden get sacked, hit, fumble because J.J. Watt's bearing down on you. So there are, there is a path to the 49 losing. It's just probably just unlikely, but unlikely. It, it can happen. So the question is 14 points. Uh, Alex, are you going to predict an upset with those Arizona Cardinals? Or would you say 49ers win, but maybe 
don't cover the 14 points, or are you saying 49ers landslide victory? Yeah, I think it's the latter. Um, I don't see where the Cardinals can score enough to, to cover, to score enough when getting those points. Um, the over-under is 40 and a half, and the line's 14. I mean, that's that's wild to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm thinking like 27-10, something like that. Where the Cardinals get a garbage time touchdown or some sort of random, you know, block Brock Purdy fumble scoop and score kind of thing with the Cardinals have an affinity to do this year with, with reckless abandon. They've had wild long turnover returns for touchdowns, couple pick sixes, the scoop and score to win the game against the Raiders. Like they've had some weird defensive touchdowns this year. And I think that that could be a way that they score against this, this defense, unless, you know, they're up, 27 to three going into the fourth quarter and you sit all your starters and the Cardinals get a touchdown late, but I think it's around 27, 10 and, um, and the 49ers cover the 14. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, I've got the 49ers by a lot in this one. And, and I think the, the 49ers might in the end, thank the Raiders for last week and uh, give D'Amico Ryan some really strong coaching points here going into week 18. The 49ers have a lot to play for. Uh, the Philly game's going to be going on at the same time. They're fighting for the, that one seed in the NFC, not much for, the uh, Arizona Cardinals to play for, except for JJ Watt in his last game. And it probably benefits the Cardinals to, to lose this game as far as draft position goes. So uh, there's a reason it's 14 points. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give up the points in this one and take the 49ers big. And uh, unless you have a, a, an athletic quarterback, unless you have a, um, you know, a, a Mahomes back there or um, an Allen or a Stidham, apparently, um, <laughs> it's really hard to score points on the San Francisco 49ers. And the thing you laid out is those long drives and be able to run the ball and, and, and maintain the clock. I mean, it's just to be so hard for the Cardinals to be able to do that. So I like the 49ers making the the Cardinals one dimensional Bosa getting after David Blount, making his, uh, his Sunday very miserable. There's something about David Blount's eyebrows that bother me a lot. So I'm hoping the Niners just tattoo him just because of that. I was watching them on hard knocks. Hashtag hard analysis. Wow. So Croc usually goes to the face mask. He's like, oh, this guy can't play because he's got the wrong face mask in. Yeah. Um, he got the wrong past the face mask to the eyebrows for David Black. Yeah, okay. definitely. So when, next year when D'Amico Ryans is the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, I'll be sure to ask him about David Blau's eyebrows as David Blau's <laughs> probably be the practice squad quarterback next year. I'll be sure to ask him, hey, Mr. Ryans, uh, I know you're 38 years old, but I have to ask you a child's question. <laughs> what do you think about the eyebrows of the aforementioned David Blau who started week 18 for the Arizona Cardinals? You tell me. <laughs> if your eyebrows are too bushy and you can't see past them, is it more difficult to play quarterback in the NFL? What is I haven't even noticed his eyebrows. Are they they too big, too small? They're What's like the- they're they're very thick, and I think he like plucks them and like shapes them. That's what it looked like. I was watching he was on was he on the Lions in the preseason? I was he on the all eyebrow team? Was he most most likely in high school to have the best eyebrows? What are we doing I'm, here, I'm Brock? pretty sure it was him. You should just wax I'm pretty him sure off. it was him. It, 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 I don't even know why it bothered me. It has nothing to do with it. But <laughs> I was just like, I could not stop looking at them. Week 18, that's what baby. bothered me the most. All right. Stop looking at those. I do have a, a, a real question for Alex, though. Okay. All right. And this is for all uh, the, the, the Niner faithful out there. Where do you have Kyle Shanahan ranked as a head coach? Aren't we done? Like, is the podcast over? Like, do I have He's- to answer this? Uh, I, this I already, is cruel and unusual. I already know um, the answer to this. Alex Clancy has Kyle Shanahan ranked right behind, right behind future Cardinals head coach Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> future, <laughs> the worst. Future running back B. John Robinson. The worst. I, all the mock drafts have B. John Robinson going for. It's the dumbest thing. Um, Kyle Shanahan 
has just catapulted of this of this answer. I mean, he's top five. I don't think he's. I don't think he's one of one. I don't. Th- I mean, he's not Andy Reid. He's not Bill Belichick. He's not Mike Tomlin. He's not John Harbaugh. Like I would still put John Harbaugh ahead of him, for for the reason of stability. Do it again. Do it again. Right. Do right. it again. Win the division three but years in a row. Done, he's, do it again. he's going to a Super Bowl. He's yeah. going to an NFC Championship game. And right, right. now, he's potentially going to be the number one last team in the year, NFC. Last year with was his Brock best coaching. quarterback. Last not year was his Brock best Brady, coaching. But the, the third string quarterback, like his third, the, 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 the guy that's playing quarterback right now, not one, not two, the third quarterback. Yeah. And Did you know what? My camera's just upset at you, just massively <laughs> upset. I thought he um, was honest. Yeah, uh, that would have been funny. But, but Shanahan's got to win the ring. I, I think that's the obvious next big leap in him being in another echelon of, of head coach. Yeah, but he's there. Yeah. No, last year was a masterful second half of coaching and into the playoffs. It was. Like, that. that's where I was like, okay, I'm in it for good now. Once you hit that level, there's no going back. You're, okay. you're in the top tier. You're elite forever. And now it's just a hamster wheel. He and, They're going to be GM and head coach for 30 years. Like there's nothing that's going to stop them at this point, because they're. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, at least. Well, especially with Brock Purdy for the next decade. Yeah, exactly, start? for sure. All right, I, I want to thank all the listeners out there for making Locked On 49ers and Locked On Cardinals your first listen every single day. Croc and I, of course, will be back for Locked On 49ers tomorrow. You can check in with Alex Clancy. Uh, I might even make make an appearance on Locked On Cardinals for the second straight episode on uh, on the friday pod with with alex so you might have to tune into that one as yeah. well thanks everybody for making us your first listen talk to you next time right here on the locked on podcast network